if you're like a real true blue jaded leaf fan i think going into this series like we all in the back of our heads were like there's gonna be one game in this series where they just get absolutely pumped by the lightning and tonight's game four had all the makings of that like big one of the best wins i can remember in game three like played well shut the lightning down got stanley cup caliber goaltending like had the lightning back on their heels and reeling and then you know they get a day in the florida sun feeling good about themselves and before you know it tonight it's three nothing like what's the deal with the the green light it's it's a trap the traffic light is green please just skate freely into our zone and just have unbelievable opportunities at our net all first period what like they just when they shut it down man like they really shut it down a it's game like that it opens itself up to like negativity and like we could sit here and we could be super negative I don't want to do that the entire time no, here tonight. No. I have I have a glass half full take. And then I have I don't want to say glass half empty, but I have concerns. All right. Do want, I'm going to start with the glass half full. Tonight was uh, Tonight was just a bad game. Right from the get-go, Steven Stamkos wires one in a minute into the game and you just know it's like oh, it's going to be one of these nights, right? And we've seen this before so many times with this team where it's like right out the gate, they don't have it and they don't look good. But if you remove game four from the equation, games one through three, even the game game two, which they lost, there were a, there was a good chunk of that game where they looked like the better team. And I still believe that if they play the game to the best of their ability, they can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I still truly believe that. I don't. I don't know. You don't I, don't, know. I still don't know if they can beat them in a seven-game series. I. I. There's think just not enough ways for this. The only pro the problem with the Leafs is there's not enough ways for them to win. They they know how to win one game. They don't know how to like. How many times have they gone up three nothing and blown a lead in the over the past five years? But but see, I would I would say <sighs> game three is is the is is the answer to your question in that like, you know they they. They built up a lead, and we're going, oh, no, here we go. They're going to blow it again, and they kind of shut it yeah, down it's defensively. Not, it's not about that game. It's about when do they ever come back and win a game uh, in, in, in the playoffs. I, I just, I don't know. I just, do you see them winning two more two more games? I don't. If they, I, I actually do, but I they don't. have to play, they have to play their game, and tonight they didn't play their game. Now, this brings me to my two concerns, okay? Because there's, yes, they have to play their game and, like, their their speedy transition game through the neutral zone that Tampa can't contain. But there's, there's factors within their own team working against them. Two concerns. Ready? First one. We talked about him after game two. John Tavares. Listen, I don't doubt for a second that John Tavares is not giving it his all when he steps on the ice. Like, 
You can look at like Tavares and Nylander, and with Nylander, there's a clip floating around on Twitter tonight of Nylander like backing out of, and I know we got a couple of goals, but there's a um, clip going around on Twitter of Nylander backing out of a, a battle in the corner for a puck, and someone on the TBS broadcast, Eddie Olchuk or whoever, is like, I would sit this guy for the rest of the game, just being like, that's that's a brutal effort. So there's William Nylander, where it's like you can look at him and say, you're not giving it your all. I don't doubt for a second that John Tavares is is giving it his... He's out there trying as hard as he can. But I just think, you know, where he's at in his career, the pace of the game, especially in the playoffs, like he just, he can't be... He can't keep up. He can't keep up. So I'm kind of saying like, I don't think, you know, we sit here and I'm seeing everyone online too going, we need more out of Tavares. And I'm starting to get to a point where like, I don't know if he can give you more. Yeah, I just don't think I, I don't know. I, I just think there's bigger problems than John Tavares. Like when I watch them play, like it's just I think the Tampa Bay Lightning they just can't shut. They won't be able to shut them down. I it just the free passes into the into the D zone. I don't care about individual performances. It's just if you give that team enough free passes in your D zone, you're not going to win. Mm. And I don't know if they could do that for three more games. And Sheldon Keith's deployment of the lineup there, as well so- is is is. So hold on, we're gonna get there. Listen, we're gonna uh, get there because that's know. that's concern. He's concern number two. But yeah. I I want you to just hone in on the point I'm making about John Tavares. Like, are you with me? Like, I just think like it, it's it's hard to go on a Stanley Cup run when your eleven million dollar number two center can't skate. He can't keep up. He yeah. can't do it. And it's like I don't if if they're going to win a Stanley Cup championship. If they're going to win this series, he has to be a factor. And we're four games into this thing now, and he's been, aside from winning faceoffs, has been invisible out there. Invisible. Yeah, he's not. He's a non-factor. I, I'm with you. I don't really expect him to do anything. Right. So anymore. it's like it's not like I want to be clear here. It's like it's not like I'm sitting here going, "Oh, Tavares stinks." It's like. No, I think he's trying his hardest. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he has it. I just think his best days are behind him. And he was never a hockey. In, in his prime, he was never a guy who was fleet of foot. No. And now when he's in like the latter stages of his career against this hockey team, it's hard, man. And the it's game hard. gets faster every year, yes. too. It's not The game is going to slow down for him. It's only speeding up, and he's only slowing down. And, and it's he's a non-factor out there. He, he He's... I mean, he set up the goal for Willie, but I mean, who who scores more um, unimportant goals than William Nylander? I just, I don't know. You mentioned it earlier. Let's get to it. Concern number two, Sheldon Keefe. Mm-hmm. Man, like, let's look at Sheldon Keefe's tenure in the postseason as the Maple Leafs head coach. Outcoached in the bubble by John Tortorella. Outcoached last year by Dominic Ducharme. And so far this year, he starts games one and two, galaxy braining himself into this idea of it's going to be a total borderline violent series and putting Jason Spezza up in the press box, a a decision you have not been a fan of. And then, like, he takes Timothy Lilligren out. And, like, whether you like Timothy Lilligren or not, that's up to you. But, like, he puts Justin Hole in. Justin Hole is awful. Mm-hmm. He's awful. And then he not only does he bring, like, the only negative I had about game three on Friday night was Justin Hole. And, and he, what does he do? He comes right back with him again tonight. And then they pointed this out in the intermission. 
He starts the game yeah. with the David Camp line on the ice. Because why? Because again, he's on the bench galaxy braining himself, trying to like keep up with Cooper. It's like, no, put your best players on the ice, Sheldon. But without question, the number one thing that drives me crazy about Sheldon Keefe. Did you know that it's written in the laws of the earth that Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews cannot be separated? Did you know that? There is a law mm. in North America where apparently, because that's the only logical explanation well, I have. I mean, there used to not be a law because Mike Babcock exactly. never played them together. Which so. is, makes this even more frustrating because now we've gone to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> it's like we literally just talked about John Tavares. When, John Tavares' best hockey in a Maple Leaf uniform, has been with Mitch Marner on his wing. Now, before everyone freaks out, I am not here saying, oh, we need to start a game. We need to start the game with Tavares and Marner on a line. No. But for the love of God, Sheldon, can we throw him out there with Tavares for a shift or two? Can we mix it up a little bit? Yeah, I don't feel that. I'm going to be honest. No, but what are you going to do, Ryan? It's not working. Like, you have to sit, like, you have to do something. You have to mix it up. I just don't know why you would separate the the two best, do like, they're the best duo in hockey. But set it up for, for, but, okay. I don't know. Why drag Marner down? But you're down. But like, to put, put Tavares with Spezza at this point. Okay. Just get him out of the way. But just to like, try and get something else going. Yeah. Especially when Marner and Matthews, like, they, just they, play Matthews more. Yes. Screw that. Just play Matt. Play the more. Stop. Bieksa brought it up. It was a perfect point. Put your best player on the ice out more. Yeah. At some point, game plans go out the window. And your be- Austin Matthews can play any style of game right now. He can back check right now. He can take pucks from dudes and he can score goals. Just play him more. No. Play him more. But no, no, we're gal- Less guys. We're galaxy braining and putting our checking line out there because we're looking down the bench. We're looking down at John Cooper, seeing what he's going to do. Mark my words. Mark my words. If the Maple Leafs end up losing this series, someone is going to have to pay the price, and I think Mr. Sheldon Keefe is going to be the one to pay that price because this this has been, like, it hasn't been good. His, his de- You're right. His deployment of the roster, perfect way to put it. It's, it's not good. It's no. not good. It's... And I hate the emphasis. He he's made who's playing on the fourth line a big deal, too. Because yeah. it, it really isn't that big of a deal. If you really think about it. If you played your best players more often, whoever the biggest storyline going into every game is who's on the fourth line. Who cares? Yeah. Put your best player out there more often. Because he's a damn good hockey player. He's the best hockey player in the world when he wants to be. And he's in, and he's obviously not getting as much ice time because the officiating is just sending everybody to the box. Oh, that's another thing. So, too. so holy like shit! Before that, it's just okay. So then, once those penalties are over, that's your chance to double shift the best player in hockey yes. when he's on his game. It's yes. just also stop worrying about also, how much ice time Colin Blackwell's getting and start worrying about how much ice time thirty four's getting. And you're down. Like I understand he doesn't kill penalties, but you're down five one. Put Matthews on the ice for a PK. Yeah, I just get him uh, going, get him into it, but he won't. Like it's just, I hate this, man. You see this across coaches and their egos. You see this across all sports. Like the NFL coaches are the worst for this, but like you just, it's like he's just like you're right. He is. He's so concerned about how much ice time Colin Blackwell's getting. Well, in this situation, we have to deploy these guys. It's like, bro, yeah. you're down five one. Yeah, you're down five one. Now is the time. 
the the only benefit that comes from getting pumped in a playoff game like that is you're in a scenario where this is what the point I'm making about putting Matthews and Marner together. Try it. You're da- the game's over. Yeah. Let's get a look at it. With yeah. Tavares and Marner, whatever. It's just I I'm I'm frustrated. Even you're right. I don't want this to be super negative, but it just it's really frustrating when. They, they win a big game. They go up 2-1, and you sit down to watch tonight's game, and I just want to watch a good, entertaining hockey game. If that game was 2-2, and they gutted it out, it was a great game, but then they gave up a late goal or they lost in overtime, fine. It's just turning it on, and it's just immediately 3-0. Yep. It's just, it, it killed me, man. It killed my love. It's just, at that point, I was just so angry that I just... I didn't even want to watch anymore. It's 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 tough. It's and just they gotta learn how to avoid that. It's just you can't. If, oh, it's just it, it made me lose confidence in them winning coaching. the series. I point to coaching. It, Your it, team's not ready to play. I know team's not, not ready to play, and this has happened repeatedly. It happened in the Babcock era too. So let's not pretend yeah. like it didn't. But this has happened repeatedly yeah. in the Sheldon Keefe era, and with this where coach they don't this, start ready to, they don't start on time. And this whole group, it's just, it's so like, oh man, I know they're playing a very good hockey team, and it's gonna be hard to hold them down. But I just want them to prove something, like just be better, be above than what you've been every single year. Go into tonight's game ready to go and ready to take a stranglehold on this series, yeah. and now it's just. Now, now we're going back to crap. Tampa. All the momentum is on Tampa <sighs> side. As as with everything on the Leafs, I saw a bunch of squawking online. Like you've got the people who are like, "This series is over. They're they're gonna blow it again." They, they have the people who are being like, "It's one game. Oh my god!" And it's like, "I'm gonna listen." I'm, if you're somebody who wants to remain positive, I'm not sitting here saying like, I started off the episode saying that I truly believe that if they play their game the way they have in other in games one. Game one, the first period of game two, and game three. If they play like that, they can win this series. However, if you're somebody that's just tired and broken down from like the history of this team, you're allowed to feel that way. And don't get on like and if you're somebody who wants to remain positive, good for you. Thumbs up. Good yeah. job. But like, chill, man. It's a lot. It sucks. I'm taking this feeling and I'm gonna flush it as soon as I wake up tomorrow morning. As soon as I wake up tomorrow morning, everything I'm feeling right now, I'm going to try to just can it, and it's a brand new series. Now it's best two out of three. So, I mean, at least they're not down 3-1 right now. Yes. But, you know, it's just, there are there are several linings. I knew this series, this series is going seven games. Yes. It is. It's yes. just, yep. that's the way this team rolls. It's just, I, I was just really disappointed and wanted to see a better result tonight because mm-hmm. I'm tired of it going to game seven. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of them Kind of playing the same. This is kind of the. I'm watching kind of the same series I've been watching the past how since t- 2017. Yeah. Just, it's just it's just like you you play so well in game three. I know. And you have such momentum. That game gave you so much and, confidence. I know. I know. Like, and it's then just, they come out tonight, and it's just like the, the, it's just this note. But dude, I put it like that. Listen, I understand th- these are adult men who are getting paid lots of money. So at a certain point, it's like it's like. Okay, if you can't get yourself ready to play, I understand and acknowledge that. But what is the point of a coach if you're not going to get your guys ready? I know. And this has happened repeatedly in the Sheldon Keefe era. And especially, and especially when you when you look at the Lightning's record. F- 51 straight hockey games, playoff hockey games, where they have not lost back-to-back. Yep. So that means every time they lose, they win the next game. You know that. I, that'd be the first thing I'd write on the whiteboard. 
Look at Vasilevsky's record after a loss. Look at this team's record after a playoff loss. They're undefeated. Yeah. They always come back and they play hard. They're, the evidence is right there. It's clear as day. Yeah. And you come out and you just, oh, you just free passes. Yeah. And like somebody texted me and it's like, is it Jack Campbell? I'm like, no, it's not Jack no. Campbell. He, he had the one, one with the glove, glove was yeah. brutal. Yeah. Like you, you can't let that in. But the first one, it's Stamkos was bound to get on the board at some point, and then all the other ones were off rebounds, mm. and they're just. It's like you gotta be ready. You gotta just play different. <laughs> like, like, like you're laughing because you're oh. just so. I'm broken. like I, when we started this episode, like I was like shaking, yeah. like you know, like that feeling when you're in a confrontation with somebody and you just aren't comfortable. That's how I felt when we started this episode because I just, I don't know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm over this. Yeah, I'm yeah. over. I just wanted them to come out and play differently tonight, and they didn't. And oh. it's just my confidence level is dropping. Yeah. I'm gonna can this feeling. And we're gonna play a two out of three, but it's just, oh, when are they gonna just learn, man? They're never gonna. When are they gonna learn? I hope they can learn in game five, six, or seven. Before we get out of here, let's talk about a recipe for success to win two of the next three. You are are adamant that they are allowing free passes through yes. the neutral zone. El- elaborate on that a little. Just bit. be more consistent during your shifts or when things are going bad. We talked about it at the start of the series. You have to weather storms against this team. They, they're going to come at you hard, and it's just you can't take, like, four shifts off in a row and let them gain the momentum because they're just like the Leafs. When you give them time and space, they're a very fast and dangerous team, and you just you got to lean on them just at all times. You cannot just be pedestrian for a period because then that happens, and they got a great, like, just they're so proven. Their record is so proven. They're such a good hockey team that you just you have to just Dig deep. Like, yeah. just dig. Find that next level of just every time I go out there, I'm going to lay a body. I'm going to take my man. I'm going to back check. I'm not going to make stupid decisions. I'm not going to make stupid passes. I'm not going to pinch at a bad time. It's just, oh, they just have to find that headspace of just when things are going bad, just end it at next shift. Don't let it keep going. Don't let it keep going. Stop making it easy. Once it's easy for the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. Like, oh. So you're saying sweating. That is your re- that is your <laughs> recipe to success. Like I said, I I'm with you. You couple that with sticking to the speed game, especially through the neutral zone, the transition game. I've seen the lightning not be able to contain it. Yeah. And that's your recipe for success. And just get like. And I'm with you with individual. There are certain individual. If you want to go individual by individual, yes, we can point out things that dudes are doing that aren't good enough. But if they're playing the way they want to play, they have enough good players on their team that they're they're going to score. Yes, guys on the third line are going to score. Nylander's going to score. Tavares might get a goal. Your top line, if they're out there, like if they're playing the way they're playing, the best they can, then they're going to find a way. It's just chill with the bad. Period, man. Like, just don't let it slip away from you because it's three nothing. You're not coming back. Yeah, you got to be ready to play. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right, done. So heading back to Toronto. Best two out of three. Um, I'm with you. Let's wake up tomorrow. Let's flush this. Can it? Yeah. Let's. uh, I believe they can do it. Just, just play your game. Do the things that you just talked about and the things that um that I've been saying for the last. 20 minutes and they can do it. Yeah. I just, I worry about Sheldon Keefe 
That's my thing. Maybe like, don't, don't be surprised if he comes out tomorrow with some crazy quotes about how he's changing the fourth line. Yeah. And like, maybe maybe let's score a couple more power play goals. Yes, too. yes. Capitalize on our chances a little bit more. Let's stop. Well, and again, we're back. Yeah, the puck again, again, five thousand times. Again, we're back. We're back to trying to pass the puck into the net, and it's like, yeah. guys, somebody shoot the damn thing. Well, the, the, the one power play, and they had in the first period to kind of like, okay, we got this power play. They can get a goal here. They might come back. Matthews and Riley passed it back and forth seven times, and it's it's Austin. You just got to find your shot, man. Yeah, like it's just. They got. They have to capitalize on those opportunities because it's going to bite them in the ass eventually. Well, we and the rest of Leafs Nation will be on pins and needles as we head oh, back to Toronto. Game I five. I just want this to be over. Yeah, game oh. five goes on Tuesday yeah. night, but I just have this feeling, and you've said it before the series even started, that this is going seven, and I think you might be right, buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is including the regular season. This is six games in a row where they're just trading blows. Yes, yes. Like, they're just one team shows up one night, another team shows up the other night. It's just who's going to be the team that shows up two games in a row. Oh, one, one more thing before we get out of here. You and I have notoriously been guys who, like, don't blame the officials. And we're the type of guys where it's like, you got to play. Like, the officials are a factor. You're not going to like every call, but you got to deal with it. This is stupid. Like this is this is out of hand. Like this is it's ruining the game. Yeah. Like where's where's Gary Bettman? Like this is ruining your product. How many penalties were to, 11, 12 tonight? It was, it was frustrating when they went down 3 nothing and then there was like three or four penalties called yes. on them right after that. And it's they have no chance of getting back in this hockey game if it's, they're taking if they're down five on three, down three nothing. Yeah, and it's just like it's 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 ruining the the enjoyment of like the product. Yeah, like it's not it's not fun to watch a parade to the to the penalty box because then that keeps your best players off the ice. Yes. So it's like let's let's get this figured out. I hope the NHL like there's some sort of phone call out because this this was stupid. Like I understand like. Clearly, the NHL had a meeting, or the officials had a meeting ahead of this year's playoffs, because it isn't just this series mm-hmm. where they were like, you know, the reputation is we put the whistles away, we're not going to do that this year, and holy shit, are they doing that? Yes, every it's terrible. Yeah, it's next level. All right, let's get out of here. Game five goes on Tuesday night. We'll be back after that to talk about it. And uh, hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Cheers to all our new subscribers. We really appreciate you. We love all the comments. Even the the one guy who comments on our vid- videos and says that he hates. There's a dude who commented on our video uh, last week who says, I hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you watching? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Thanks, thanks, for, the, yeah, yeah. thanks for the hit, though. Yeah, all thanks right. for the comment. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's kind of funny, though. (laughs) Hit that like and subscribe. (laughs) We'll see you after game five, guys. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded. The Pleasure Seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. 
Listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the podcast about broadcast. Every week since 2016, we've been bringing on broadcast leaders to talk about their experiences in radio, what they've seen, and where they believe it is all going. If you live and love radio, subscribe to the Sound Off Podcast with Matt Kundal wherever you get your podcasts.